Welcome to the Do Zone with Drewski, a Blue Wire podcast presented by Mountain Dew, where we take basketball culture to a new level. We'll be talking to professional ballers and celebrity fans about their journeys to the top, passions on and off the court, and how they overcame challenges that made them who they are today. Taylor Rooks is not only a friend of mine, but she's also becoming one of the top sports reporters in the game right now. Check out our interview where we talk about our biggest role models, her lack of athleticism, her most memorable NBA interview. Taylor is so funny. We had a lot of fun doing this episode. Stay tuned to hear my interview with Taylor Rooks. What's up, Taylor? What up, Drewski? How you living, man? How you living? Living good. Surviving, maintaining, as they say. Nice. Um, yeah, nah, so just to get into like, you know, the deep side of things, when did you develop like an interest for sports? Oh my goodness, I feel like always, but the one thing I always tell people is I vividly remember like watching Michael Vick, you know, mm. being from Georgia, I grew up when Michael Vick was running nice. Atlanta, Same. you know, Same. so I remember, you know, going to the Georgia Dome, watching games, watching him on Sundays, like that was all a big part of it. I think that's what really got me super interested, but it's really been my whole life because I just come from a sports family. You know, my dad played football, my uncle yeah. played baseball. Like it's just kind of been a part of me for so long. So wait, so did you try to play as well? Okay, so when I was in high school, uh, oh, I ran God. track. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, she was awful. What went left? What uh, went left? <laughs> so this is my thing. One thing about me is I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm bad at. And I don't like doing things I'm not good at. Okay, okay. Respect. So if I wasn't going to be like... Jackie Joyner, Kersey, or Flojo, I wasn't going to keep running track. Right, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, no. So I stopped I and I was I like, yeah, but I knew one thing I was really good at was talking about sports. So I kept doing that and now I do this. Okay, okay. Wait, so did you consider being a college athlete or no? Uh, did colleges consider me? No. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was never like you that. Doing it. No, it was never. I would have never been like a D one athlete. Hundred percent. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, growing up, who was like some of your biggest like role models? My mom, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, super close to my mom and my dad. I really liked Pam Oliver. I've watched her for a really long time. Robin Roberts, uh, really, really good. I mean, I feel like everybody says Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched her with my mom every single day after school. Are you serious? So that was a every single day. Got off the Yo. bus. My mom was already on her couch watching Oprah, and I would just flop down. Looking back, there was definitely conversations Oprah was having. I likely shouldn't have been listening to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, watched that every single day. I was also like big Britney Spears fan when I was a kid. It's very strange. Wait, wait, for real? You know what's crazy, though? Every, everybody was rocking with Britney Spears at one time, though. Uh, totally. Even we she was. was we it. was at my daycare. We was rocking with Britney Spears. <laughs> what's real, your favorite real? Britney Spears song? Country Crossings. No, no, no. I don't think I know That's that name. one. No, 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 no. That's the name of my daycare. Honestly, you said that, and I'm like, that's not a Britney Spears I could probably sing it, but I don't remember the names of none of them. Okay, songs. sing it. How no, did right, it go? No, we're moving on to the next question. Um, <laughs> what has been your most memorable NBA interview? Because we ain't singing Britney Spears. I'll get you to do it by the end of this. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Most memorable NBA interview. I don't know. Probably a bunch of interviews that happened in the bubble uh, stick out to me. But before that, I mean, 
everyone talks about this like Michael Beasley interview I did where he got on like three different watches and he was talking about the brain. That sticks out to me. I love it. Did you ever get a chance to do one with Kobe or you weren't? I didn't, unfortunately, but I did get to meet Kobe. So that is something I I cherish very deeply. Got my Kobe pick, got to talk to him. But no, never liked it to sit down with him. That's deep, though. That's still fine. Oh, for sure. I was like, I just thought back to that moment and I'm so thankful. Like, because even just the way it all happened, I was not even supposed to be there to meet him. So it was cool that, that that I was able to, and I wish I was able to do a sit down with him. But but didn't get the chance. Rest in peace to Kobe and Gigi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are the ones that stick out to me. Okay, no, that's fine. I don't know. I gotta look up the Michael Beasley one with the six watches. That sounds funny. Was he? Yeah, flexing? everyone talks about that. So he had so he had a watch like three <laughs> watches on his wrist. He had a watch on his ankle. What? I had a watch on his ankle. Okay, and stupid. in the interview, he's telling me how. Like How do you humans. even get a watch around your foot to? Get, but. <laughs> I think it was like a special watch that he. Was, okay. He okay. was talking about how he's like time is a concept, and that's why. It was quite the interview. Yeah, you got to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually gonna just talk to that guy. Um, <laughs> he's so interesting. Like I, I really, really like yeah, Michael Beasley. I got to meet him. Yeah. All he's right. Very speaking of that, do you remember the first time of you being recognized in public? Like a any like fan that noticed you in public? Do you remember the first time? Yeah, it was in college, actually. Um, When I was in college, yeah, I was, like, doing some stuff for Big Ten Network. I was also covering basketball recruiting. Mm -hmm. And in college, I mean, fans care so deeply about if a kid is going to come to the school or not. So I was, like, breaking a bunch of news and stuff. I remember I went to a game, and we have, like, a student section called the Orange Crush. Mm -hmm. I walked past them, and they were like, Taylor, Taylor, can we take a pic? And I took, like, this pic with this big group of college students and, and that was this is the first time mm-hmm. yeah the first what time the i had like just tweeted a big story and then i went to the game damn i have a question for you what's up what do you feel like was like the first video for you that was like all right i'm here like what was that landmark video i mean i think we all know the the big well you're saying skit wise or like or like national like tv wise like no, I mean like skit wise. Okay, yeah. Okay. Skit wise. Damn. I've had so many though. I don't know. Honestly, I, I never had like one that made me like go up super super crazy. So I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know. It, it was it was like I think the time frame would be the beginning of quarantine though. Like the beginning of quarantine sure. was when everybody was watching me. So I think um, that that time frame right there. Any videos that was happening at the beginning of of COVID. Yeah. Or during COVID was crazy for me. So Yeah. I think the first Drewski video I saw was like the Kyle Rogger, like you were oh, talking yeah. about. That was around like, that time. That was around yeah, that time. Yeah, that was the first one I saw and I yeah. was like, I'm following this guy, he's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. no, it's been really cool to just see it you grow and grow and grow and grow. Oh, thank you, man. And get funnier and funnier and funnier. And I will say this, and I mean this. Oh, so I wasn't that funny at the beginning. No. <laughs> Now, you've improved. No, um, so a lot, <laughs> a lot of time, people that are like comedians on the internet or funny on the internet aren't actually funny. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you are legitimately so you've naturally me, so you know, funny. You know, yeah. Yes, you're naturally funny. And you are someone who, and already has like transcending, like just being like funny on the internet and doing skits. Like yes. you have everything ahead of you, I feel like, which is really, really nice. So well, I appreciate shout that, out man. to you. Thank you, man. Of course, of course. Show, man. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo. 
appreciate that. I'll follow you and be, be right. your hype woman. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you come from a family of athletes, right? How do they feel about how far you've come so far? Like your uncle, your your father, all of them. Yeah, I mean, everyone is like so proud and supportive. Um, but I'm really thankful and grateful to say, you know, growing up, my family always said to me, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. If you put your mind something, your mind to something, you can accomplish it. So I think that I've always been a very like headstrong talkative person and they all kind of figure this is what I would be doing so they're all just really proud that it, everything has come to fruition and you know I never gave up and I believed in myself and you know I just continued on a path that I said I was going to continue on for a really long time that's fine that's fine what's next for you man everything's next what's not next I'm still young I got so much I I can do that I can yeah that I can accomplish so much that I want to do I try not to put too many limits on like what I'm doing and what I can do and I try to just move as the opportunities come so I feel like I can have it all but I feel like we can all have it all that's hard would you did you ever think about acting I don't know if I like think about acting but if something came and it like fit me I would do it um, okay. I don't say no to things. If something moves me, I'll do it. Yeah. That's dope. Nah, I, I like that. I like that model on life. You're, you're, you're just a yes man. You know what I'm saying? Like you just. <laughs> yes, you gotta yeah. take the opportunities. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do it. I assume. Have you thought about acting? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that's. Yeah, that, well, I, that, I guess. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. Nah, on a serious note, though, yeah, I definitely. Um, I def- on the serious like side of acting, I definitely want to get into like comedy and like yeah. potentially doing something like you know how Jamie Foxx did, where he made the transition to like a serious acting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like you were just an entertainer, mm-hmm. so you want to be able to do right, right. all those you be avenues, able to do all things, and I think that's that's definitely one of those goals, man. How you like kept yourself from not going crazy in the NBA bubble? Like, how did you not lose your mind? In <laughs> I I loved the bubble. Like, really? I'm one of the few people that was like, "This is such a cool experience." I mean, you gotta think about it, like, at what time in your life as a journalist will you be on a campus Ever. for two months covering some of the greatest athletes in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you woke up, you went to practice and then you like interviewed LeBron and Kawhi and then you went to a game and then like it was just like it was crazy. It was like summer camp. So the only time I kind of went crazy is when you first get there, you have to be quarantined for seven days. You cannot you leave your hotel room for seven days. Well, you can't leave the and hotel And you get tested room? every day. Room. Cannot leave. When you arrive, you're there for seven days because they want to be sure, like, yeah, you don't crazy. get COVID yeah, throughout crazy. that time. Yeah. yeah, it's like, did you get it while you were traveling or whatever? So for seven days, you cannot leave. Like, they bring food to your door. They leave it at the doorstep. They leave. Like you open the door. You get your food. Like 100%. <laughs> yes. So for those seven days, for I'm like, days, oh, like, my God. Yeah. Nah, it was awful. Crazy. It was awful. Oh, yeah, man. but the, on that eighth day, boy, I slung that door right. open. I was, <laughs> I was out. But no, I. It was a great experience being in the bubble. So everything was great except for that first week. Okay. Okay. So congratulations on your uh, your Webby nomination. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, I also got a I got an Emmy nomination too. Oh, Webby and an Emmy nom. Yeah. Oh, what? Are you yeah, serious? I'm, Yo, no, yeah, I really fire. did. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only matters if I win, though. So yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter for the nomination, but uh, exactly. A lot of people be still be putting that in their bios and stuff. Um, nominated, Mm-mm. you know. 
Yeah, you no way. I got nominated last year too for an Emmy and I lost. I will not change my bio Did until you cry? it says Emmy winning. Nah, I don't cry though. Oh, okay. But I'm gonna win one. Yeah, it's coming. You definitely yeah. want you you're destined for greatness, honestly. For real, for real. Oh, thank you. No, I so I, say, I'm excited. You did it inside the NBA vlog? I did, yeah. I did it in the bubble. So every week I like did a vlog and it yeah. just like featured different guys and different interviews and it was just following me around the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um so it was cool. It was a very like introspective look on what life was there. Like I think uh JaVel McGee did that too, right? Yeah, JaVale did one. I think yeah. Matisse Thibel did one. A bunch of the NBA guys did it. So yeah. that was really cool to see them like create their mm-hmm. own content and these different perspectives um, of what the bubble was like. Okay, okay. As a black woman in sports journalism, how important is it for you to use your platform and foster discussions around social justice and gender equity? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important. I think that we really all of us have responsibility to talk about those issues and give a voice to stories and people that really need, you know, a platform. And I think that it's important for any person who has a mic in front of their face or has a big stage to talk about things that aren't just the problem of women or the problem of black people or the problem of Asian people, probably people of color. This is an everybody issue. So while it is important for me as a black woman to talk about it, it's equally as important for the white man to talk about it right you need it to reach all different types of people and understand that the change has to happen with those who have historically oppressed black women women black people like all of that is really important to have those conversations so I will always do that. I think it's it's a part of the world. I don't think there's really a separation between, you know, sports and societal issues or sports and some political issues. All of those things merge together, especially when you are covering leagues that are predominantly black people. Um, This is their life. And if we're going to care about athletes when they're on the field or on the court, we also have to care about them when they go home and they're with their families and all of those things. So it's definitely uh, of utmost importance to me. Thanks so much for joining us, Taylor. But before I let you go, Mountain Dew is all about the threes. The most epic shot in the game. As the official sponsor of the NBA, Mountain Dew wants to invite you to step into the Dew Zone with our three-point question challenge. I'm going to ask you a series of three questions and you give me your top three answers. You ready? I think. Let's do it. <laughs> She's like, what is coming with this? All oh, right. my God, guys. Think of three things. Okay. Right, right. Top three athlete turned sports analysts. Oh, this is good one. Okay. Um, Candace Parker, number mm. one. Yeah. Uh, really like Jalen Rose. Mm. And I'll say Kenny Smith, too. Do two of the Not tiers. Shaq is fun. Love Shaq, but I'm gonna choose if I want some if I want some analysis, I'm going to Candace or Kenny. <laughs> Not Kenny for before analysis, Shaq. Kenny before but Shaq. I go to I go to Shaq for the jokes, the okay. fun. Okay, okay. okay. Kenny gonna break it down for okay. me. Okay. You know what I mean? You're right. Same with Jalen Rose too. Jalen Rose yes. too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Name three best <laughs> interviews you've ever conducted. I think we low-key went over that though. Mm. Oh no, I have an answer. Okay. Barack Obama. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa. Barack Hold up, hold up. No. I got to interview him. It was really Are cool. Are you serious? Yeah, I got to interview him. It's really cool. I'll send you the link. But Barack Obama, uh, Demar Derozan. Okay. Why Demar Derozan? It was just like I thought it was like my best work is okay. in terms of like 
asking questions and when we did the interview because it was right when he left the Raptors so he was in the Spurs the Raptors were in the Eastern Conference Finals everybody was saying that they could only get there with Kawhi and not Demar so he had so many things that he wanted to talk about so that was just a really fun interview really good interview and then my third I don't know I'll say interviewing Saquon was fun interviewing Saquon Barkley I thought you were going to say Drewski okay all right, uh, three favorite <laughs> NBA teams, cities, or arenas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, NBA cities? I'm going to do NBA cities in terms of, like if I was an NBA player, where I would want to play. Okay. So, Atlanta. I feel like playing in Houston LA. would be so much fun. Okay, Houston. Yeah, and then I'm, like, torn between L.A. and New York, but okay. I'm actually more of a New York person. I prefer New York over L.A. I love LA to visit, New York to live. Okay, New York to live. Uh, yeah, so I'd say, mm, but I'm gonna choose Barclays over the Garden. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah Barclays is new. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they're like the cool team. Though. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three things you tell an inspiring sports analyst, like on the come up. Mm. I would say. Number one, be yourself. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more that you try to like act like a journalist or you try to mimic someone else, you're not really releasing your power, which is that you're you, and nobody can mimic that. So I'd say be yourself. Yeah, that was powerful. I would, I would also say listen and ask questions by listening to their answers, not just by replying with your question. That just creates a better environment and a better back and forth. And my third would be, I would say, I kind of already said this, but like, don't limit yourself. Like you're gonna come into this and think, okay, I just wanna do basketball. But then if you see that you like dabble in some like soccer or football you'll like that too but if you don't open your mind to other interests you are kind of innately putting yourself in a box so i would say like be open to opportunities and don't limit the things that you can do just because you think that you can't do them because we can all do whatever we want if we focus uh on it and believe in it okay that was tips for me too i needed a a couple of that (laughs) angle It's a little inspiration for just. You finished your hooked on phonics. I had never finished my whole hooked on phonics, but you definitely. I literally did do hooked yeah, on phonics, yeah, which is very too. funny. I just never fully finished, you know. Um, <laughs> There's always time. There's yeah, it's always time. time. I think, um, yeah, I might need to do a little read of rainbow. Uh, <laughs> all right, before you leave, this is the last thing. Three mm-hmm. teams that is going to dominate in the playoffs this year. Oh, okay. Uh, Suns. Nets. Suns? No, Suns is going crazy. I forgot. Yeah, they're first no, Sun, in the yeah, West no, as first. of right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say Suns, Nets, and I'm, you got to go Bucks. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. it's we can't right now, we True. cannot say Lakers. True. True. Yeah, you can't. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Suns, Nets, stuff. Bucks. Jeez. Yeah. yeah Bucks Wait, who's, like, who's your team, Drewski? I don't even uh, know. Right now, Denver Nuggets. Okay, nice. They got a good nice. squad. They do, yeah, and they were the most fun to watch yes, in the bubble. Like yes. Jamal put on a show mm-hmm. every I just night. I hate that he's I, like, hurt right now, man. I know, I know. But I mean, Jokic is so good, and I mm-hmm. feel like because he's in Denver, people don't talk about him enough. But he's like one of the like I'd say. That's one of those 10. cities where you're like, ah, 
You don't want to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of like what you were saying. Like, you wouldn't choose to want to, you know. I would not. Although, Denver's actually, like, a fun place to go. Have you yeah. ever been? Yeah, I went, and we went to uh, the most boring area in Denver. Well, in Colorado. We went to Vail. Oh, you went for, like, skiing. vacation. You were, like, yeah, skiing. skiing. Yeah. yeah, nah, Worst you got to go to Denver. In the world. Never. <laughs> Never again. Never again. That's so funny. People don't You'll go back. You'll do the fun stuff. No, I won't. No, I, won't. No, I actually won't. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. People actually Wait, can hate you, you ski? <laughs> you shouldn't be. They, they tell you, like, you shouldn't even. Why are you going to jail for it? There's, there's no point. Um, Wait, can yeah. you ski? Uh, yeah. Right. All right, that's enough. I think anybody can, right? No. I were you ski. good? Like, were you on the slopes doing no, some moves? No, I actually, I walked down. I got to the top and. Um, that's funny. I started and. After I fell, I was just like, yeah, I'm walking down this whole hill. So I took off the skis and I, I walked down. <laughs> it took me like an hour, I swear to God. An hour. Just because you didn't want to ski Yo, down. it was scary. It's literally a straight slope, like, all the way down. Yeah. I swear. That is very funny, though. You, you got to conquer it at some point in your life. Where can they find you on Instagram and Twitter? <laughs> Let them know, man. Yeah, um, it's the same on both. Just Taylor Rooks. At Taylor Rooks on both. So, easy to find me. Well, it was good talking to you. Maybe we could run another game night back. I don't know, man. You? Hey, I got you. Get get ready to take some L's. But yes, we'll do it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank this you. was fun. You. you are you are quite the interviewer. What I'm can't trying. you do, Drew Ski? I, hey, <laughs> movies. TV ski. Next, That's you what know? you can't do. <laughs> yes, I can't ski. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, I had thank fun. you. I appreciate you. <laughs> thanks to Taylor Rooks and thanks for listening to the Do Zone Blue Wire podcast presented by Mountain Dew. Don't forget to subscribe to the Do Zone on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. We'll see you next week. You hear that? Oh yeah, that's the fresh sounds of Mountain Dew. But listen carefully. That's the sound of dribbling, killer crossover, step back, and steals. That's the sound of Zion Williamson making a jaw-dropping, gravity-defying, mind-blowing dunk. That's Mountain Dew making your NBA experience epic. Sounds refreshing, huh? Mountain Dew, official soft drink of the NBA. The Dew Zone with Drewski is a Blue Wire podcast presented by Mountain Dew. This episode was produced by Jamila Williams and edited by Ben Wolfen. Editorial support was provided by Dom Musilo. Production was overseen by Terrence Deutsch. The series was supported by Sean Ross, Graham Boone, Maggie Lanter, and Peter Moses for Blue Wire. The series was executive produced by Erica Smith and Hannah Harris for the PepsiCo sports team. The series was produced by Eric Robinson, Zach Blumenstein, and Will Panneries for Genesco Sports Enterprises. 